now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe. I'm your host here every week, bringing you tips, education, and updates on home-related matters. Whether you are in the real estate market or if you're looking for decorating or improvement ideas around your home, this is a great place for you to be. Our show comes to you with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellers, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. It's been my pleasure being your host here every week for several years now. I've been selling real estate here in Greater Victoria since 1991. I've handled hundreds of transactions here in our fair city, and I'm proud to be ranked as one of the top REMAX agents in Western Canada. In fact, we got our ranking uh, just yesterday. Uh, we are the prime real estate team. So you're a small team of uh, one agent, that's me, and a buyer agent, uh, Megan Fetcher, uh, Fector, sorry, um, Together, we were number 67 out of around 9,000 agents in Canada. Uh, and we do compete, by the way, as teams uh, on the platform where there are huge teams. Uh, the number one team in Canada, by the way, just in case you're wondering, has 34 team members. So they were number one. We were number 67. I can't complain because um, we are here and here to serve, uh, happy to help people with a lot of years of experience. Uh, anyways. If you would like to help, or if you would like help from any of our whole home show, home show team members, including myself, you can find our contact information by visiting cfax1070.com, look under shows, and there you'll find us, the whole home show with me, Tony Joe. Uh, or you can always just reach out to me, uh, Google Tony Joe Real Estate, Tony Joe Victoria, uh, and uh, I would be happy to connect you. And by the way, if you're a podcast listener, you can listen to all of our episodes from the past. Uh, all 240 or so uh, by going to iTunes or Google Play. So much great information, so much great content, including today. I'm thrilled today to be introducing to you a couple of local businesses. This is homegrown Victorian, and I'm thrilled to introduce them to you. Um, and they these are guys who are really leading the pack in as far as environmental um, uh, stewardship is concerned here in Greater Victoria. We're going to have Taylor McCartan. He's with Ben Breeze. He's going to help you tidy up your kitchen scraps uh, compost bin that is sitting on your kitchen counter and being smelly and attracting fruit flies. Uh, he's going to tell you how his product eliminates them. And also, too, we're going to have Susan Blanchett. She is the CEO of Origin air and this is a really neat device that we're going to see uh not only commercially but in residential areas too and this is where the air is being purified not just purely mechanical not just you know the air purifiers that we're used to seeing but by using genetically modified plants wow i am so thrilled uh, and excited to be chatting with them. But as always, we always start our episodes just with a little conversation about what's going on out there. I often have contacts from you, our listeners, telling me about things that are happening and struggles that you're having. Uh, happy to share them with you in a very confidential uh, way here to all of our mass, our masses of CFAX listeners. Uh, today, though, you know what I want to talk with you about? 
we have, of course, uh, I'm recording on March the 2nd right now. We just had the uh, interest rate increase. This is something that has been expected. Uh, Denise Webster and I talked about that uh, just last week, I think it is. Um, how the Bank of Canada has been threatening increases for some time. There are those that hope that this means that the market will rebalance and become a more friendly time for buyers. Uh, I wish that would happen as well, too, because we have so many buyers that we are helping. We would love to be able to find them inventory. It's not going to happen quickly, folks. I'll tell you that right now. We need a lot more inventory out there and a lot more things to happen. Interest rates alone aren't going to do it, and especially not a half point interest rate uh, increase it would have to be more. And I'm not saying, I am not saying that there should be more. I think if the interest rates went up substantially, you know, I remember 8%, 9%, if it ever did that, the country would be in big trouble. There'd be a lot more stuff uh, happening. But what I do want to talk with you about today is when things shift. And I, I want to bring this up because of the fact that I am right now teaching two classes of uh, people who are just about, uh, just about to get their real estate license. Uh, some of you may know, I am one of the instructors for the British Columbia uh, Financial Services uh, Authority, BCFSA. Uh, that is the governing body and the superintendent, the council that actually trains real estate agents. And uh, it's very interesting because uh, they're all bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, wanting to get in the business, very excited about things because it is a busy industry right now. Um, but even for licensees that have been in the business for only the last two or three years, we have to remind them often that this is not a typical marketplace. There are, there are lengths of time, spans of time out there where the market does not go up 5% or 22% as it has recently uh, or even more. Sometimes the market is just stable. Sometimes sellers have to be on the market for uh, three months before they find a buyer. And when they do find a buyer, they got to negotiate. They have to uh, make, con make concession concessions. Uh, buyers are able to have subject conditions, you know, subject to financing, subject to building inspection, subject to legal review, all of these things. That's normal marketplace. You know, for right now, to consider that uh, sellers go on the market have the property sold by multiple offers four days later and sell for $200,000 over list price. This is unusual. And what I want to bring up is that shift because it will shift and things start happening. And I will tell you right now, I've been having conversations with my colleagues in Toronto and the Toronto real estate market has been very busy, both the condo market and the house market, which is different, by the way, from the Vancouver market. Vancouver market is different because their house market has been busy. Their condo market is a little more stale. Anyways, Toronto, uh, often a sort of barometer of what's going on out there in the country. Uh, I've been hearing recently, as recently as this morning, I had a number of calls with my uh, Toronto colleagues. Uh, they are not seeing the multiple offers, the bidding wars. Uh, and when they do, it's not that 18 offers or 20 offers. It's maybe two offers or three offers. And there are uh, offers coming in with conditions that we're seeing even here in Victoria. So there is a little shift. And why am I bringing this up with you today? It's because if you are thinking of selling or if you're an agent listening right now, I know that a lot of my agent colleagues listen to our program right now as well. Um, we have to be nimble with what the market is throwing at us. And it happens often too. And I remember it wasn't that long ago. It was 2016 where we saw this multiple offer business not quite to the scale that we have right now, but it was still out there. And then what happened was there was a shift when the demand sort of dried up a little bit. 
and then all of a sudden, agents were using the same techniques, which was that delayed offer process, pricing low to, to generate more activity, uh, and the offers weren't coming. And what ended up happening was all these properties were left on market unsold, and even worse, they were unsold at a um, in or unrealistic list price. You know, someone who listed at eight fifty that intended to sell for one point one million or one point two million. Um, this is not the moment, folks. If you're listening right now, early March, I'm not saying that this is going to happen anytime soon. I'm just saying that it is wise to think ahead because, you know, quite often property owners are trying to time the market. And they want to sell the home at the peak. Let's face it, everyone wants to sell at the peak. And of course, they want to buy. It's, it's sell high, buy low. You know, that's the age old story that, you know, uh, I guess the stock markets tell us or whatever. That is very difficult to do in the real estate market because the only way you know when you're selling at the peak is when the market starts coming down. And unlike a stock, you can't just call up your advisor and sell your stock right now. There's a preparation process that often takes days, if not weeks. And by that time, the market would have gone down. So uh, it's a very interesting time right now. Uh, for those who have been kind of sitting uh, back on the sidelines, kind of waiting for something to come up to be able to jump on before they put their house in the market, be really diligent now because it seems like we're seeing a bit of a shift right now. And again, I'm not saying anything drastic. I'm just saying that one really uh, should be diligent. One really should have their antenna up for those opportunities. Have your agent, have a good conversation with your agent in this regard if a move is in your future. And if you don't have an agent, just call me. I'd be happy to chat with you. Just tell me you're one of our CFAX listeners as I just got a call from one of you uh, earlier today. I love that. I love being uh, your source here and I will be here for as long uh, as you'll have me. But listen, we need to take our break right now. When we come back, we're going to be learning about a couple of fantastic locally bred ideas and manufactured uh, here in Greater Victoria, all, all having to do with uh, our environment. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe. Imagine this, ladies and gentlemen, you are preparing your meal at home in your lovely kitchen and you are cutting your fruits and vegetables and you are getting ready for a fantastic meal. You got the stuff like, you know, the ends of the zucchini and the onion peel and you want to be responsible citizens. So you're not sticking them in the garbage, but you want to compost them because municipalities have compost boxes. So then you pull out one of these compostable uh, bags for your produce. Uh, and if you're like me, the thing rips apart and the bottom falls out and it's just a real hassle. And it forces one to think about, ah, oh, it's too much of a hassle. Let's just stick it in the garbage because we don't want fruit flies and all that kind of stuff. Um, why am I telling you this story? Because that's me, really. And I had the CRD here uh, a couple of months ago. You guys probably remember we were talking about responsible uh, uh, waste and, and things like that. Very excited to have uh, our first guest on here today. His name is Taylor McCartan, and his business is called Bin Breeze. Uh, Taylor, thanks for coming. Thank you so much for having me, Tony. This is great. Okay, I'm so excited because I've been studying this and I know a little bit about your product. I would like you to tell our listeners exactly what Bin Breeze is. Yeah, absolutely. So Bin Breeze is a, is a blend of wood waste that we've sourced from industrial shops here in Victoria. 
um, and select minerals that are actually coming out of Kamloops that have these unique properties. And so basically what these things come together as is, is a composting powder that you can put in your food waste bin in the kitchen. So you don't get those fruit flies and you just don't have to deal with the smell of the food waste. The bag actually maintains its integrity because <laughs> it's soaked up all the moisture and not rotting while it's still in the house um, and generally just makes composting way easier for people and, and helps them throw out that really stinky stuff that they really want to throw in the garbage. <laughs> okay. Because that's everyone's, that's everyone's gripe, right? I mean, people want to be responsible, but it's like, you, you know, you can't keep that stuff on the counter for that long. It's hard and, and it's an interesting behavior that uh, has been mandated, you know, not just here in Victoria, but across Canada, over 80% of Canadians now use a, a kitchen compost bin and ultimately finding a way to make that easier for people and just not a barrier to sustainability, something that would create a positive impression was really my goal um, at the very beginning of, of all this. Okay, so explain to your listeners, like, what, what does it look like? Because, of course, most, many people have, like, that, that compost container uh, that we yeah. see. some people put it under the sink or whatever, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, basically, they can, they can pick up a box at uh, over 500 retailers, but 80 of them are actually in Victoria. Um, and, basically, what they do is they want to take a scoop of the powder out of the box and just apply it over their waste after they've made a deposit. So, each box should last each customer about two months. Um, of not having to deal with the smell and the stink and uh, the flies. Um, and tell us about the about the product. Like, what is it? Can you describe over the radio here? What is it? What does it look like? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's an off-white powder. The box itself is uh, it's got lots of colors on it. We have three different scents. So it's it's, it. it's kind of like a cereal box in size. It looks like kind right? of yeah, yeah kind yeah. of. Um, yeah. You can find it generally next to the compostable bags in the stores. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and really, you know. It's actually come from, a, in, a, in a funny way, my parents. Um, my dad was a carpenter here in Victoria and my mom was a, a florist for, for 10 years and then a cook for 15 years. And um, they, the experiences that I had sweeping for my dad and gardening for my mother <laughs> somehow came together to give me this idea uh, while I was in university. And, and then of course I met a scientist at the university who was teaching chemistry there. And, and when I threw the idea to him, he came back to me uh, with some research and said he wanted to co-found the company with me. Um, and so that's how it all got started. Uh, amazing, amazing. Okay, uh, so there is a video on your uh, website. So we, we've seen the, the history on that. You tell the story about, uh, uh, about your, your mom as well too. Um, this is a really interesting journey. So uh, there was some uh, exploration, there was some uh, development work, uh, and then here you are with this, uh, with this finalized product. How long has it been for you? Great question. Um, I think I encountered the uh, compost bin that I like to say changed my life. Uh, and actually in 2018, in 2019, I started uh, the MBA at the University of Victoria in sustainable innovation specifically. Mm -hmm. um, and that program really helped me build the company behind the product while Harmon and I worked on the, the science and making sure that uh, we were going to go to market with something that would be functional for everybody. All right. And, and now what is in the product? Like, uh, it, it, is it this, is it the secret recipe? You know, don't tell no, us what no, you, what you can. No, no, we're patent so we're allowed oh, to talk about oh, it. Um, okay. Basically, it's a, it's a blend of wood dust and zeolites, which are this very unique hyperporous mineral, um, as well as diatomaceous earth. It's a food grade diatomaceous earth. It's a very common gardening um, additive. It's also very common for chickens and pigs and animals. Um, and both those industries actually were built out uh, for animal feed and, and other industries. And so 
that's why we were able to do this and access those resources at a, at a reasonable price that we could create the product um, is because, because, you know, British Columbia has, was already growing those out um, and, and building them. So it was kind of timing was a big factor for us being able to realize that this was possible. Yeah, and of course, as, as I mentioned at the start there, uh, municipalities generally have this compost bin uh, uh, process now, I and mean, that has not been around forever. It's a relatively new thing. Call it, I don't know, like the last 10 or 12 years or something. Um, I, I feel that it's a shame because in a lot of municipalities like us here in Oak Bay, the compost bin is the same size as the garbage bin. And I think a lot of people aren't using that. Yeah, that's a really interesting point for sure. Um, in the long run, it's all about the chemistry around the food waste and, and what needs to happen with the food waste. By adding in bin breeze to this, these materials, we're actually reducing the emissions of that waste before it gets processed by the facility. So if it, your bin stinks, it's actually putting out a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of methane. Um, and so our goal is to treat the food waste you know, across the country and be able to reduce the impact of wasted food um, you know, worldwide one day. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. And so this product is produced uh, here in town, right? That's correct. In Victoria. Yeah, locals. It doesn't get any more local than, than, than this whole story and this whole product and everything, right? Yeah, I, it was uh, it was in, I think I had the idea in Cadbro Bay, <laughs> okay. specifically. There you go. Great. Now, um, you can find this in shops, too, and there's a number of retail locations, and you've mentioned it. Uh, I mean, I saw your picture in front of Canadian Tire, so obviously there. Um, what are some other places that people can find you? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of grocery stores and Canadian Tire stores as well as uh, home hardwares. Generally, um, anyone who's doing anything in the kind of gardening area is a, is a great retailer for us because this is a new product that, that people really haven't encountered before and doesn't know exists. Mm -hmm. And so we're trying to, to get those impressions. I am extremely grateful to Canadian Tire and, and to the Canadian Tire at Hillside in particular for sponsoring me into their program and, and embracing a local manufactured product. Um, it makes a huge difference when those big box stores choose local. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. It's it's just amazing. And again, just going back to the story, and I, I was trying to paint the picture for our listeners here, you know, because everyone has encountered this, you know, the fruit flies, especially that time of year, you know, where they're yeah. all over the place. But there's that other thing, and you did mention it just now as well, too, about the fact that the product um, takes your moisture out, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it soaks it up and distributes it throughout the waste. And so that really allows better airflow and the carbon and bioavailability for the right type of microorganisms to be forming. Yeah. Um, and, and that's kind of the, how, how it's doing that in each individual bin by facilitating aerobic healthy decomposition. Yeah. Uh, we're making better compost for the for the community and for the municipality uh, who's going to be you know, probably distributing it back to you. Yeah, but but the other thing too that, that I caught was, um, you know, because we talk about fruit flies, it's not like it's a pesticide for fr fruit flies. It, 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 it's a process that eliminates. Um, so diatomaceous earth, which is that it's actually a fossilized algae, fossilized diatoms. And uh, they have these unique properties where they mechanically dehydrate the flies. Yeah. in a way that's not like a chemical pesticide. Yeah. Um, and that also makes it particularly unique because it's able to deal with things like fruit flies, but it has no negative effects on the microorganisms or the worms or anything else. That's the good stuff that you want to have in your compost. 
Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, listen, uh, we need to take a break here right now. But, um, Taylor, don't go anywhere because you're going to be joining uh, Sue uh, after our next break here. Love Sue. Uh, Thank you so much. You bet. Taylor's here with Ben Breeze. We're going to put the link uh, for his product information uh, on the CFAX 1070 website. Uh, but if you would like to find it, it's binbreeze.ca. Binbreeze.ca. Uh, I think this is amazing. I'm going to run out and get myself some of this and try it out. Because like I said, I have those compostable bags that rip apart and I stop using them. Uh, but this is going to be a different story now, I think. Yeah, you'll get yeah. that bag integrity and you won't actually have to take the bin out right away just because it smells. That's the thing. I love it. Okay, well, listen, yeah, uh, stay put there, Taylor. Um, we're going to take a break here. We'll be back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellers, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of The Whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. Uh, as a reminder, by the way, if you're a podcast listener, you can listen to all of our previous shows, 240 episodes now over the last four years by visiting iTunes or Google Play. So much great information. In fact, you could be listening to this uh, many years in the future right now because that's one of the neat things about podcasts. You might want to learn more about Bin Breeze or about Origin Air or whatever. Uh, and they, at this point, in the thinking ahead in the future, they will be wildly successful organizations. But we're learning about them today. So we just talked with Taylor McCartan from Bin Breeze. We're going to get him back uh, after our last break of the day today, talking about Bin Breeze, this really nifty product uh, to help you with uh, composting your uh, kitchen scraps. And it's something that you need to look into. You can find it in so many local shops here. And it is hyper local. He said it was uh, uh, the, the brainchild of Cadbury Bay, right? So here we are just in our, our, our back uh, backyard, so to speak. But our next guest right now is talking about something a little bit different, but on the same kind of vein. And of course, they both know each other as well, too. Our guest is Susan Blanchett, and she is uh, the CEO of Origin Air. Uh, how are you, Sue? Great. Thank you for having me, Tony. Yeah. So, of course, you and I go back. Um, uh, of course, you were in the real estate business as well, too. So we know each other. It's good to see you again. Good to see you as well. Yeah, but you've you've taken a whole different route, and I think this is super neat. You need to tell our listeners what Originaire does. Thank you. Yes, yeah, so I jumped from my legal and real estate careers. I think I finally realized I was an entrepreneur and yeah. jumped into that. That was in 2019. I founded Originaire. We clean air, but we do it in not such a traditional way. We do combine traditional HEPA premium filtration, the same as you would find in like a Dyson or a air purifier that you have potentially sitting in your home now, but we have combined it with genetically enhanced plants. Uh -huh. So um, part of our mission is to educate. Regular plants have been found in laboratory studies and in our third-party verified studies to not remove toxins from the air. But our genetically enhanced plants, which have a mammalian liver enzyme implanted into each leaf have been shown in multiple studies and third-party verified to remove over 90% of 
of toxins that you Let, actually find. let's get that word again mammalian liver <laughs> enzymes so we're talking like animal right we're talking human too so wow. you and i both have the same enzyme in our liver yeah it's, it's what metabolizes toxins that keeps us alive so we've spliced this enzyme into plants so that they can remove toxins and instead of you know having to go to the landfill like other um, sorbent filtration or carbon filtration our plants metabolize it and produce oxygen holy cow okay so where did this come from like is this um because you know what obviously we're going to get to what the box looks like and stuff, which I think is beautiful. Uh, I, I didn't think we'd be going into this kind of scientific conversation, but I think this is great. So wh wh where did the idea come from and where did it all happen? Is it here? Yes. Yeah, so as you know, I, I'm a lawyer, so yeah. I, I can't take credit for the creativity behind this. My co-founder was in living walls, plant walls. He kept putting up plant walls for his customers and then they were so excited about how clean the air so, was. So these are things like both indoor and out where you see uh, plants growing on the side of the building or whatever. That's what it's all about, right? Yeah. And he found the more he looked into it, that plants weren't cleaning the air. And so he started to dive into the research, found these super plants at the University of Washington. And that's when I joined in with my legal background to negotiate the contract with the University of Washington. Mm. So we have global distribution rights for these genetically enhanced plants yeah. and we have filed the patent in six countries now wow okay so tell our listeners what these plant what these genetically engineered plants look like so it's uh pothos ivy i'm sure most of you have some of it they call it the bachelor plant because even your bachelor friend won't kill it. So we picked a really hardy plant yeah. to use as our air purifier. And then they've just been, the wild type were genetically modified with this enzyme. So now it's just a beautiful heart-shaped ivy that cleans the air in an incredible way. Fantastic. Okay. So on your website, of course, um, I mean, I, there, there are some impressive looking, uh, um, uh, how do we, I, we call it a display. That's not the right word, right? Well, I, I, it is an air purifier, but when people see it, they think it's a piece of art, right? Yeah. It's, it's kind of where science, nature, and art combine is how I like to see it. It's a beautiful air purifier, but yeah. it is a machine. So in the base, that's where the traditional HEPA purification is. That's where our hydroponics are that feed the plants. So one of the big things I think um, I've been told this morning that doesn't come across on our website is that you really just need a plug. That's it. All the rest is done on its own. So my co-founder, Andrew Crawford, in the living wall business found people would, you know, turn the water off or there was too much hands in it and they would end up dying. Mm -hmm. So we we've created a living, breathing air purifier that doesn't require maintenance. It just requires a little bit of water added every couple of months. So I'm looking at your website right now, which is uh, Origin Air, uh, O-R-I-G-E-N-A-I-R.com. Again, I'm going to put it on our uh, website for our listeners. Uh, and there's a picture of a unit that this is at UVic, clearly. I mean, it looks like, a, so yeah. this is a commercial installation, right? Correct. And it looks like, it kind of looks like a glass phone booth with beautiful <laughs> plants uh, in it. So it is on one hand, beautiful. But on the second hand, it is, it's performing uh, for air quality, right? 
Yes, it is. And that's our large industrial unit. We've since then brought a second unit to market. The first one's called the Sentinel because it's a, a guard of the air. Um, and the new one is called the Pinnacle. We're focusing more on health, well-being, and it's smaller. The footprint of the new unit is only 22 inch by 22 inch. Uh -huh. So it goes to the high-end home market as well as the commercial market. We wanted to touch on both based on feedback we were getting from customers and investors. All the investors wanted one for their houses. <laughs> well, so 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 I, I wasn't sure. There are residential uh, uh, solutions, right? Yes, there are. So okay. one of our air purifiers, the Pinnacle, can clean up to 8,000 cubic feet. So the air is brought in through the bottom, and then it goes through the HEPA filter, which takes out the large 2.5 parts per million and bigger particles. Mm -hmm. And then the biofilter takes out the tiny particles. And then the air is circulated out the top, so it creates a circular flow in a room, cleaning um, continuously. 8,000 cubic feet or the equivalent of about 15 people. That is amazing. Uh, okay. So uh, <laughs> if anyone is uh, going somewhere and seeing this lovely uh, glass box or, or whatever, you'll know what it is. It's not just a display of plants. It, it is these genetically modified uh, uh, plants. It's, I just, I think this is fantastic. Um, we're going to see them more around, I'm guessing. I'm hoping, right? Yes, we just started our first pilots in the fall, and now we are doing installations a lot in Vancouver, but definitely in Victoria as well. Mm -hmm. um, and we are, again, like Taylor and Binbreeze, a made-in-Victoria company. We have in-house manufacturing. Um, our building is kind of fitting. We're at 637 Bay Street, which is the Ivy covered building yeah. for a company that cleans air with Ivy. It's yeah, yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm like, okay, well, listen, we need to uh, take our last break of the day. Um, I'm here with uh, uh, Susan Sue Blanchett at uh, Origin Air, just talking about this really nifty installation. The word is installation, right? Uh, and at the same time, uh, cleaning your air in a meaningful way. Um, we're going to take our last break of the day here. We're going to come back, have a conversation with Sue and with Taylor McCartan coming back to talk about Ben Breeze. Uh, I'm thrilled today because, uh, you know, just out of uh, coincidence, this has become a hyper local uh, uh, program. And this is what we love to hear, right? Uh, here in our backyard. I love, love it. it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, stay put there uh, so you don't go anywhere. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Just before the break, I was talking about how happy I am that today's turned out to be a super local, complete Victoria program with uh, products and things that, uh, you know, up until a couple of weeks ago, I had never heard before. Uh, and I am, I'm just thrilled to introduce them to you here, uh, our, our loyal CFAX listeners. Uh, again, we have Taylor McCartan. He's with Ben Breeze. We were talking about that earlier, and this is where you take your kitchen scraps uh, and you can leave them in your kitchen for longer because they're not going to be smelly and attracting fruit flies. But we'll, again, talk more about that in a moment. And also uh, Susan Blanchett at uh, Origin Air, uh, where these genetically modified plants clean the air. Oh, my goodness. Guys, thanks for coming back here. Thanks for having us, Tony. Uh, okay. Now, of course, you guys know each other as well. So the, I'm guessing this is part of a community, right? So in, in what community is this? 
Yeah, um, basically Susan and I actually connected through Foresight Canada, which is the, the National Clean Technology Accelerator Program, because we're both uh, driving climate-driven solutions. Um, it's, it's been fantastic, so I'll let you speak to it as well if you like. Yeah, we've been with Foresight for three years, met Taylor, I think it's about two years ago now, and um, we actually share a CFO. So mm -hmm. we were lucky through this program to get connected with Christopher Moreno, um, who is a force to be reckoned with and has done incredible things for both of our companies. So um, I know, Tony, you asked us to be on here because we've both been nominated for the Chamber uh, Innovation Award. So uh -huh. Taylor and I like to joke with Christopher that I know he's the winner no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, guys, you know, it's so funny. I, I often think about it. If there's any place in Canada where this sort of initiative uh, fits, it's really here on Vancouver Island, if not uh, Victoria itself. Like this is this. I think people kind of take this for granted. This is this is a sort of breeding ground for this innovation, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, we I know have been talking a lot about trying to make a maker space and. Taylor and I are in a roundtable with a number of other Victoria-based businesses, and we're all in the hardware or product space. Mm -hmm. And it's really something that's important for young entrepreneurs starting out to have a place to make their products. I think COVID made it a little harder for us, yeah. but uh, we've moved on to have our individual private manufacturing spaces, but it would really be great um, for more of a connection between the Coast Capital Innovation Center. I know Malahat Nation is starting an innovation area. If everyone could come together and help young entrepreneurs in the hardware space, very needed. And, and I know there's a lot of us that would support it. Yeah. I'd just echo that, Tony. I, I really think that everyone these days is, is talking a lot after COVID of Canadian manufacturing and, and restarting Canadian manufacturing. And, um, I didn't necessarily know I was starting a manufacturing business when I got started, uh, but I am and, and, uh, and manufactured in Canada and, and that brings a whole suite of challenges and business implications. And yes, I have received the advice that I should outsource, you know, and, and move overseas. Um, but that's not where the, the problem that I'm trying to solve is, which is the, the wood waste here in, in BC. Yeah. And so I guess, um, you know, how, how do we create this, this environment where every, everything can be manufactured in Canada again? Uh, it's, a, it's a tough debate. I don't have an answer. <laughs> well, actually, I'm glad you brought this up because you, you did bring it up when you described the product. It's, you know, wood scraps and stuff. Um, but you just mentioned that it is part of the, it's one of the components of your, of your uh, uh, objective, which is to um, reduce waste, right? Yeah, well, it, it just so happens that the province of BC produces hundreds of thousands of tons of wood waste every year, um, and we don't have a forestry industry, company. construction, whatever, right? Forestry, yeah. construction, a lot of different industries, and uh, ultimately, what most often happens is that waste gets burnt because that's the most easy way to dispose of it, which is actually putting carbon to the atmosphere. Um, so it doesn't make a lot of sense <laughs> to yeah. me as somebody who's you know youthful and, and coming into this and saying we got to solve climate change. Um, it just doesn't make sense that we continue to do this just for disposal, uh, especially when hopefully like Binbreeze, there's industries that can can rise to the occasion and make use of that material, yeah. especially and, and, as it, it's also part of fire safe, fire safety in the province. Oh, so for sure, for sure. But the other thing too, you were talking about is, you know, why would you outsource to another country? 
Um, I mean, it would it would be ridiculous to ship uh, wood waste from Canada yeah, to definitely. get processed and bring it back, right? Definitely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Then, Our, what does the future look like for Binbreeze? I mean, as the company grows, you're going to need more space and more manufacturing, right? Yeah, we're uh, we're actually just about to uh, hopefully sign on to a new manufacturing facility to, to meet our production targets this year as we roll out product to uh, landlords and property management companies and even some composting facilities themselves mm-hmm. um, in order to, to treat their waste with it. So there's definitely a, a demand for managing food waste um, and, and managing food waste in a, in a clean environment. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, how about, how about you, Sue? Like, um, and again, I like the, the, the installation at you, Victor, I mean, I'm often in the, uh, um, the audit it's the auditorium, right? It's the park. Yeah, Jamie Castle center. Yeah. 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 Um, although I stand by it and breathe, Tony, <laughs> I, I will, I'll take a video. Yes. Um, but you know, it's funny. I've got to go there and check it out because, uh, I've not seen it, but, um, you know, surely we'll be seeing this more in uh, commercial uh, installations. Yes. And, and on the manufacturing front, like those first units, we manufactured in a 1500 square foot space with 13 staff. Wow. Yeah. So this is why there is such a need for this innovation in Victoria. Innovation space, maker space, I like to call it. Because, I don't know, as a young startup pre-revenue, w- we were just taking risks left, right, and center. And we pulled the trigger in November to move to a large manufacturing space because we had to. Mm-hmm. Like we were wearing, um, you know, huge ear coverings to not hear the drilling going on behind us while, while we built the there. units for <laughs> UVic. Yes. And now we actually have a separate wing where our engineering team puts together our units, but it's it's hard. It's not something it's, that's easy. It's frightening. And, and when the... Conditions don't allow businesses to manufacture products in Victoria or, or BC, those businesses will leave. And that's that's what happens. And so we need to create that those conditions to, you know, have new innovations like support students who are trying to start businesses who still have student loans and and generally just um, I guess embrace made in Canada, embrace buying local, uh, even more so than we are today. Yeah. Well, and I have to tell you, like, I, I've seen the, the uh, Binbreeze displays at, at retail outlets. You know, I, I think this is something I hope that uh, as a result of today, our listeners will be mindful. And next time they're at the store, you know, they, they, they see it. And they go, oh, I get it. I heard this on CFAX today. Well, that- if, they're, if they're realtors and they have to treat their, the tenants the compost bin before they do a walkthrough, that might be a good solution. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. What do you think, Sue, you know, from the business? Maybe I think that's- it's great. Uh, from my time in real, real estate, I told Taylor to hit up the um, Remax office yeah. with like just a little a little advertisement because I know when I did real estate and I know you, you as well, Tony, you're always giving your clients a gift when they purchase a new home and what better gift than a bag of bin breeze. Amazing. Or, or keep a, keep a box in the trunk for that need when the tenant, you know, Hey, actually Taylor. So let's talk about that though. I mean, how quickly does it happen? So if, if somebody has a smelly uh, kitchen scrap uh, bin on their countertop, like, the deodorizing is instant. It's as what? soon as you put it on there. It's it's like you actually you can you can watch. I was on Dragon's Den. You can watch the dragons react to using the product. Um, the fruit fly aspect is a bit more complicated because of where fruit flies come from, which is generally actually our fruit waste. Yes. Um, but uh, but that's it is it works pretty quick. 
in the long run, it's it's all the good things it's doing for the composting facility yeah. <laughs> that uh, that is really the value there. Yeah, and I'd imagine, I mean, it continues going on too because you transfer the scraps from the container on your counter into your municipal recycle bin and it's all mixing up in there. It's got to be a good thing when, when that's Yeah, full. exactly. It's, it's actually, it's helping them make better soil and, and especially if you're treating your food waste bin with, you know, a con potential contaminant to deal uh -huh. with the smell, that's really bad. You don't want to put chemicals that are going to damage the composting process in any way. Uh, and it's why the composting uh, facilities actually, you know, have a tough time because it's added costs for them to take out things that aren't actually compostable. <laughs> Amazing. So this is a product that you thought up. Is there, are there no other, like nobody else? Uh, like I had never seen it before. Like, is this? Uh... Yeah. Um, I think the reason for that is purely that composting and, and food waste diversion in the home is a relatively new practice in the last 15 years yeah. in Canada. Um, and it's certainly our hope that as more Americans start composting as well, um, that they will be able to, to be part of that market and that journey for them to not waste mm -hmm. and to, uh, to divert their food waste from the landfill. Our friends in the South seem to be behind us in terms of recycling and composting and stuff like that. Well, I, I like to think that. they're behind us in a lot of ways, Tony. Okay. <laughs> but, but, you know, like when you visit a place or you go to a hotel, like here in Canada, you're used to seeing the garbage and the recycle and all that stuff. And in the States, you know, it's, it's not the same, right? It's true. It's absolutely true. Although I do think that uh, Susan's got to have a great market down there as well. Uh, do they, Susan, are they big on, on air purification in the States? Yes, we just did a three week road show through LA, uh, Palm Desert, Vegas, Oregon, and um, Washington State. And especially from San Francisco all the way to LA, it's the San Joaquin Valley. And that's where the air pollution that we don't get to see that much in Victoria because we have the lovely ocean breeze, but there it just sits in the valley. And then you can really see it. And here, even though you can't see it, the toxins that we're removing are invisible. So COVID's lended a bit of a light onto the fact yeah. that invisible things can harm you. Yep. But there are um, volatile organic compounds everywhere. And I think the hard thing with um, the way that humans are, we're kind of very reactive to immediate situations, whereas they build up over time. So the reason I started this company, like my passion behind it was my father got early onset dementia. It wasn't in our family. He was an engineer. He worked in wastewater treatment designs. Air quality is notoriously bad there. And I just got researching it as my legal brain goes and realized, this is an environmental cause. It just took 15 or 20 years to come to light. Like and I think gasoline. Yeah. I think as we all start to think about it, this is something that touches everyone. And by purifying these mini, you know, invisible minuscule toxins out of the air, mm -hmm. it's gonna save and extend your life by so many years. It's really important that we think about our air quality. Um, in the smallest form possible. <laughs> well, listen, I want to encourage all of our listeners to visit both of your websites. It's uh, Origin Air. That's uh, O R I G E N A I R.com. And again, I'm posting that on our page on CFAX1070.com. And also Bin Breeze, which is B I N Breeze.ca. Uh, oh, my goodness. I uh, Thanks for your time together, guys. And again, I, I, uh, I love 
talking with local, you know, we've got so much to offer here. Most of the people who live here now are not from Victoria. So, you know, they, they're, uh, they're learning now uh, all this cool stuff that we have happening, you know, in our own backyard, right? And these are two great examples. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for having us, Tony. All right. And I, I look forward to seeing uh, origin uh, um, uh, units uh, everywhere I go, Sue, and also uh, Ben Breeze. I'm going to run out and grab myself a box. And, uh, you know, because we are in this household very sensible about recycling and all that kind of stuff. But that is one of the gripes I've always had. And I think you've solved it, Taylor. So uh, thank you very much. Thank you. Susan will be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, and to the rest of our listeners, we'll be here for you this time next week.